Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. I'm so excited to be here and just honored to get to talk about prayer with you. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited just to hear to have you on the the podcast um, speaking about grief and and prayer and just how that does complicate things in our prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to have you just share um, with our audience a little bit of your story and just who you are and what you do. Hmm. Yeah, it's a long story. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sum it up um, relatively quickly. So yeah, I'm Ashley. Um, I'm a wife of to a pastor and a mom to, um, it feels like a lot of kids right now. Um, I have an almost 16 year old and, um, a 13 year old and those are boys. And then my daughter who is 11, almost 11. And, and then we have our, like the most amazing surprise God ever gave us, Mm -hmm. um, our last daughter who is almost three. So you can tell there's a big age gap there. Um, so, I'm a mom. I'm, I have a son in heaven, so he would be 15 this fall. His name's Aiden, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so wife, a mom. Um, I'm a homeschool mom right now, which has been funny since um, p- the pandemic. Um, I'd always wanted to try. And so for one year, I homeschooled all three of the big kids. And then it was time for my oldest to go off to high school and seeing as how it was only my first year homeschooling, we really just felt like he needed a little bit more than what I could probably give him in that season, especially since we had um, a baby, a little, like yeah. I think she was seven months old, a year old <laughs> at the time. So we sent him off to school and I homeschooled the the middle two um, for a year. And then we sent that one off to middle school and um, this past year. So now I'm just homeschooling my daughter. Um the almost 11-year-old with the three-year-old in tow. So I spend a good chunk of the day homeschooling, and that has been just one of the delights of my life, uh, just a surprise. Um, I would encourage anyone who's even remotely interested in it, just give it a try. It's super fun. <laughs> um, it's not as daunting as you might think it is. Um, anyway, I've loved that that season. It is coming to an end. We will put my, my almost 11-year-old into school in the fall. So kind of a short stint, but, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but I've loved this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other good chunks of the day, I spend running an organization called The Morning, and we offer grief support um, and community for women who have experienced the loss of a baby. And so um, we do that through a variety of ways. Through uh, We have a podcast and a blog where we have guest writers, and we have an online community that is um, just a really wonderful safe space for these women who are grieving and hurting. And um, our goal is to just offer hope. And so um, I do that um, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. You know, I I am a graphic designer by trade. That's what I went to school for. So um, I serve our church community in that way. Um, yeah. So full, full days. Yeah. This is, I think I'm going to share a little bit about this, I think at some point during our time together, but this season of life has stretched me beyond even if you can even imagine <laughs> beyond those early toddler years where you're like, how am I ever going to make it? Mm, um, yeah. Like the sleepless nights. And um, I had four kids in five years and that felt like, am I going to make it out of this season? And this season with teenagers and big kids and it's just a lot. And I didn't know, I didn't know that that's how this was going to be. Um, and it's wonderful. I love, I love, don't let anyone tell you that teenagers aren't amazing because they are just really wonderful. I love my boys um, so much. Um, but this season is really stretching me as far as just my capacity. And so, um, yeah, it's really full and um, it's just really full. Yeah. <laughs> so- well, and I was yeah. thinking, I did. 
were you a wedding ph- photographer? I'm trying to think whenever, when I first Mm-mm. came into No, I wasn't was a wedding photographer. I did for weddings? Yeah, I was doing um, branding work and running like the creative, um, like doing creative work for, sorry, branding work for creative entrepreneurs. So okay. I did work with a lot of wedding photographers. That's what, okay. Because yeah. I was thinking I knew you in the wedding mm-hmm. world, which is obviously been a really, really long time. But um, okay. So yeah, I was, yeah. was going to add that to your list too. But uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Um, I transitioned fully to working for the morning um, mm-hmm. probably six or seven years ago. Yeah. I don't know. There's like this weird, maybe you feel this, this weird time gap where I know that like 2020 was three years ago, <laughs> but it's like we lost three years of our life. Um, and so when I think I'm like, that was six years ago, that feels like a really like yesterday, yes. but I think yeah. it was, it's been a while. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I definitely understand that. And I would love to hear more about the morning. Um, I know I didn't like put this in there, but like the impact that you had, because I am thinking that I um, probably found you um, soon after um, your son passed away and saw part of that process. But I guess I'm thinking like how crazy just the impact that you have had on other people in that season. Mm. Um, you know, we know scripture tells us that like that uh, the Lord will comfort others with the comfort. Oh, I'm actually messing that up. So don't quite. <laughs> we know, we yeah. know, we got it. <laughs> yeah. So I just think it. Um, I'd love to hear just the impact that you've experienced or like that you've, but I don't want to say brag on that, but like share with us that like mm. what, what, how you've helped people through that. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that I would have ever chosen to do that, to do it on my own. Um, But what happens when you experience a loss or walk through any kind of significant trial is that the people in your life who then know somebody who experiences something similar. So like I became the person who, if a friend of a friend, you know, lost her baby, they would reach out to me. Um, and not that doesn't happen immediately. That's like, you know, down the line, obviously, mm-hmm. like down, you know, as time goes. And so I don't know that I would have said, hey, I'd like raise my hand and say, hey, this is the thing I want to do with the rest of my life because it's hard and heavy work. Mm-hmm. Um, being in a space of like loss is just all the time is really heavy. Um, I know things about pregnancy, um, infants, babies, bringing babies into the world that only doctors should know about. Like I, I just, I, when my youngest daughter was born healthy and alive and, um, everything was great and she was wonderful. It felt like so rare because I spend my days in the trenches Mm -hmm. of death and sorrow where things don't work out. So it feels like a healthy living baby is a is an anomaly. Whereas like that's not the truth, but like that's like my perspective because of right. where the work that we do. So because of that, I don't know if if I would have said, "Yeah, God, this is what I want to do with my life." Um, but he, you know, he 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 picked me to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and that is like some like really crazy God stories. I actually haven't thought about that in quite probably like a decade, which is really interesting to think about. Um, a few different people in my life, mentors, really encouraged me to like, hey, hey, have you ever thought about doing this um, to kind of explore what it would look like to serve women who are grieving? And at the time when we first started, um, de- you know, it, it, the way the morning looks right now is in a very different iteration than the way that we first began. But um, at the time, there wasn't a lot of people speaking into this. And so whereas now social media kind of gives a platform to, to mm-hmm. anyone who wants to write and share and give a voice to it. And so, um, but then there wasn't really a ton of voices in that space. And so I thought to myself, you know what, what would I have wanted when my son died? What would have been helpful? And that's kind of what where we began. We said, um, 
and by we, I mean, it was really just me <laughs> those yeah. early days. Um, but asking that question, what would have been helpful to me and really getting into that space and saying, what did I need? Um, what do I know that other grieving women who I've talked to over the years, what did they need? And um, we just began to create that space. Primarily a grieving person, a, specifically a mom who has lost a baby, really needs to be reminded that she's not alone because it feels so incredibly lonely. Um, there's nothing quite like that feeling of loneliness. And um, and so that's why we we started by creating resources that would remind her like, hey, you're not alone in this. And then um, creating our online community. And so we've served thousands of women um, at this point. I mean, it the, the number is I, I I couldn't even put a number to it. There's mm-hmm. thousands of women um, who have who have come across the morning and been helped and um, found support and community in that way. And it's yeah. a it's an it's an honor. So even though I say I'm not sure I would have been like, hey God, let me pick me to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so grateful that He picked me to do this because. Um, it's an honor to walk alongside somebody who's grieving and to help remind them of hope in in a season of dark, deep sorrow. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I know, you know, even as we like get started talking about prayer, there's so much tied to that. Like when we are feeling hopeless, like we're not mm-hmm. going to want to pray, we're not going to want to go to God because we're going to just feel. Um, struggle to even believe that 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 will matter in our life mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i'd love to just kick off um hearing about your prayer routine and what that looks like um right now in in this season of your life yeah so in this season and in many for many years probably um my my like scheduled prayer time is first thing in the morning i'm an early riser and that's even more important in this season where I do have big kids who are, they're up early and they're up ri- later than when I, I go to bed before them now, mm-hmm. which can you even imagine? Yeah. Um, I never thought there would be that day, but um, they're in bed after me and up pretty soon <laughs> after I wake up. And so it is vital <laughs> that I am up and have even just a few minutes of quiet. Um, and so I'm in the Word and in prayer probably every day. And I'm not saying that to brag, but um, because that, that's not something that I did in and of myself. I didn't see that modeled growing up. Um, that's not something that was like pushed onto me or even taught to me. Oh. Um, that's just something that I've I prayed for and God has like created that discipline in me. And I'm that's like a tangible answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. Like that I asked God to help me years ago be some be a woman of um, discipline in that specific area. And he has helped me to facilitate that. Um, and I get to, you know, benefit from that obviously, but yeah. So early in the morning, that's like a kind of a ritual, uh, routine time of prayer. Um, but I, I will say prayer is obviously, and I think I was listening to one of your recent episodes. Um, it's obviously so much more than a ritual or routine. Mm -hmm. But for things that are the most important to us, I do really strongly believe that um, if there's something that feels important or it's something that you want to accomplish or a a routine you want, you know, that holds something of value in your life, that there is value in creating that habit, that Mm -hmm. discipline. Um, And I've seen that and I've seen that in my own life. I've seen that play out in in regards to grief, especially Um, when you are in moments of deep sorrow where even making like the smallest decision feels incredibly difficult and weighty. That's like one side effect of of grief is like every decision feels so hard to make Mm. that if you already have a habit, a routine, a ritual of prayer and a ritual of like diving into God's word. It's like one less thing you don't have to, you don't have to make a decision about. You just can move in that direction. It just, it it happens. Yes, it's a habit, but it's kind of like a natural part of who you are and your day. And it, it gives space for like a real honest, um, 
grief conversation with with the Lord. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just, I don't want to discredit. I feel like I've heard that a lot in the world Mm -hmm. of um, like spiritual mentors and people speaking about these sorts of things. Prayer, having a habit and discipline of prayer does not negate its value. Yes. Yeah. So that would be that I just want to like, I, I love my time in the Word and in prayer in the morning, and it's not without feeling. It's not without like emotion. It's not like a robotic type thing just because mm-hmm. I do it every day. Um, in fact, I would say it lends itself more to real honesty. Like if you're showing up every day, some days aren't like awesome. Like this morning, actually, um, when I spent my time in the Word and prayer, I got interrupted a few times. Um, I never finished, but I know that like what I did was valuable this morning. I met with the Lord, even if it was a short time. I know that tomorrow I'll get another chance to have that mm-hmm. same like quiet time with Him. So, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. I think, oh, sorry. <laughs> I think too, that's not my only time of prayer. You mm-hmm. know, I, I wanted to like, my day starts with that. Um, and often, I think you actually said this in that same podcast that you wake up with like a prayer. Um, I think it was like rituals for a uh, lifestyle of prayer, something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. It was, it was great, great podcast, very mm-hmm. tangibly helpful. You should go listen to it if you haven't yet. <laughs> um, but I, there's amidst my day, because like I mentioned, my day in of itself is very full and often like, I'm looking at what needs to be done in any given day, and it's I'm being stretched beyond my own limits. And what that looks like practically in regards to prayer is a constant kind of organic conversation happening with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And they are quick prayers. They are desperate pleas, <laughs> like, God, I need your help, like, I'm God, I have no idea how how to navigate this situation, whatever the thing is, but um often my my days right now are filled with these like unscheduled, desperate type prayers for just him. Like I just need um him. I've been reminded of my limits. And I don't really like that. <laughs> I'd like to like go through life thinking that I can like do everything and do it all and do it all perfectly. Um, and that is just not the case. But um, when you mentioned that in that podcast episode about how you wake up and you thank God for your day, mine looks a little bit different in this season. I will actually wake up. It's like I'm praying as I wake up. I don't know if you've ever done this mm-hmm. like, or been in a season where like your soul must be aching even in the night. <laughs> like I I wake up praying like, God, I need you. God, I need your help. And these are like simple prayers that if you've never tried it, if you've never seen the value of it, just come it's coming to the Lord with a lot of humility and a lot of meekness. And you don't always have to have a lot of words. Like he I believe he knows what's going on in my heart. And so um, I just, that's a lot of what my my daily prayer looks like right now. Um, also in there, I know this is a lot, sorry. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> also in there, because of the value um, that I do place on prayer, um, one of the things I wanted to incorporate into my homeschool was prayer out loud with my kids. Um, we pray as a family a lot, but it's all—it's usually around the the dinner table, mm-hmm. right? Like we're just um, thanking God for our food and the day and bringing us back together. And so, um, I've tried to, and it hasn't been perfect, um, but tried to intentionally pray with the kids as I've had them during homeschool. So now it's just me and my daughter, but we pray over specific things. So like Mondays we were praying for a specific thing, and Tuesdays we were praying for a specific thing, and so. Um, I just wanted to like begin to model that discipline of prayer with her. And that's been really sweet. We've, we saw a huge prayer answered this year and she got to be kind of a part of that, which is so cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's, those are a few of the rhythms that I have. I I love that. And I, we actually did an Instagram post recently, like basically saying, can you pray off the cuff prayers? And there was a, it was a quote we shared from EM bounds in there about, um, the off the cuff prayers are basically like they owe a lot to that quiet time that we, those rhythms that Mm -hmm. we do have. And if someone feels like maybe like it is really hard to pray those off the cuff prayers, often it can be like, um, 
because we haven't experienced the intimacy hmm. of the other times. Not to say we can't, hmm. we can always try, but if you feel like a roadblock there, I would say um, that that structured time with the Lord is so, so precious to building hmm. that. And yeah. um, fun, my daughter, so we've built a habit of like, you know, if we see an ambulance, we pray for it. Well, we were in Costco yesterday and a lady had must have like slipped by the like drinks and like all the food. And she was like on, sitting on the floor and um, there was, you know, like the EMTs around her and Vivi, my daughter was just like, mom, we should pray for. Her. And I was like, okay, we will. And she was just like, I'm going to pray right now. Like, so we're oh, that's walking so out to like go, you know, have the lady check our receipt at Costco and she's just praying. And I was just like, I am not deterring this, uh, you know, you can pray in public where, you know, whatever. Um, but it is something that like our kids will definitely pick up on. And, and, you know, we, I want to make sure that I'm also teaching her that like, those aren't things like we, it's not like we just like automatically do that. Like we believe that, that they, she, mm-hmm. she knows that that person needs prayer right now. She needs help. She needs Jesus. She need you know, like comfort, all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think that's cool just how y'all are incorporating that in homeschool each day. And, um, I'm, I know that'll be something that she carries with her. And I know you've already said it. Like one of our questions is usually like, was prayer modeled for you? And I know you said that that was not. So I think it's awesome just to see, um, you changing that, uh, I want to say like changing that like family pattern, like to, mm-hmm. to change that for your daughter and, and your boys too. So yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, what about, um, do you, how do you physically pray? Do you write it down? Do you mm. pray out loud when like, do you go for a walk? What are some ways that you, um, besides like your quiet time, like you mentioned, um, that yeah. you physically pray? Um, I, it, it's kind of a combination. Um, during my, those morning times, I am journaling my prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, often I just find myself really distracted unless I am physically writing something out. It's like that, that act of, of doing something, um, is really helpful. And so I do journal my prayers, um, those prayers that are happening kind of in the morning. What's beautiful about that too is that then you get to see the specific ways that God answers prayers and um, you can kind of like see how God's growing you and changing you by reflecting back on some of those prayers. And so I I do love that like physical act of journaling my prayers. Um, but I, we also pray out loud. Um, my husband and I just again, the season of life is just really challenging for marriage and for intimacy and connection. And so, um, because there are you know people up all day, <laughs> there's no more, <laughs> there's no more like everybody's in bed at eight p.m. and we can have like our time together. It's just such a bizarre. Nobody prepared me for this. Yeah. Um, and so we've just been really fighting for that connection this year. And so one of the things we got this like marriage devotional type thing that has a prayer prompt at the end of each day. And we're um, we're trying to do that a few times a week. Like it's not, again, not perfect uh, mm-hmm. by any means. And I just really don't let that lack of perfection keep you from doing something. Um, start somewhere. That's I'm preaching to myself. And so um, we'll do that a couple times a week. And so we're praying out loud together. Um, and I really love that. And then, like I said, with my daughter, um, we're praying out loud. Um, but that like conversation type prayer that is like kind of always happening with the Lord is kind mm-hmm. of in my head. Um, it's funny though, because I grew up in a in a charismatic church where we would like praying out loud was like, that's what you do. And so I don't know if that's like a pendulum swing. I swung like to a different direction. (laughs) So I don't pray out loud as often, um, maybe by myself, but I also find myself getting distracted when I'm just like internally praying. And so um, praying out loud might be the solution to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely, and I know if I'm having a lot of distraction, it's usually whenever I'm driving in the car, and mm-hmm. I'm by myself to where I can I can be loud and nobody hears me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so kind of like going talking through more like the grief aspect of this. Um, it praying when you are experiencing grief can be tough 
for a few different reasons, but part of it is just that you might be experiencing grief over something that is causing you to doubt um, mm. your belief of whether you believe what God has said is true and that it's worth continuing to pray for it. Cause it might have been that what you're grieving is something that you prayed for a lot and you did not see God answer in the way that you expected. Um, so I'd love to just hear like more thoughts on that of like how grief, how praying through grief is different. Um, and even if you have observations of what stays the same and I'll, I can ask those separately. Yeah. So it's not too much at once. Yeah. I think, you know, for me, the 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 biggest no God ever gave me was when my son died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're begging God to for the doctors to be able to resuscitate him. He he um died in his sleep as an infant. He was six weeks old. Um and you know, paramedics came. That we're rushed by ambulance to the hospital, and we've got a waiting room full of people who love the Lord, whose faith mm-hmm. is monumental, mm-hmm. and everyone is is praying and begging the same thing. <laughs> and God said no. So, what? Just like you, what you just said, what do you do with prayer after that? Mm-hmm. Um, it can be so hard to turn to God and pray when he has said no, Um, especially about something like your son's life or something you've been praying for for so long. Um, I think one of the things that makes it hard is that you kind of have to relearn who you thought God was, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe even asking, coming to grips with like what, what are you actually praying for? I know um, I remember wondering, like, what in the world do I pray for now? Like, we let we leave the hospital without my son, and we begin this, like, lifelong journey of healing and, you know, living when your son has died. It's just, like, this bizarre thing that happens like, that you keep on living. I, but, like, what am I praying for? Because the the biggest thing that I wanted was my son back and he's God said no. So, well, now what? Um, and even, and I don't. I'm sure that some people listening can relate to this. This idea of when you're in that immediate um, deep grief, even praying for healing actually isn't something you want to pray for because your grief is what, and that like deep sorrow and brokenness is what makes you feel still connected to the person you've lost. And so mm-hmm. you don't even necessarily want to pray for healing. Um, like, obviously you don't want to feel the way you're feeling. It's just like this really yeah. strange thing that happens. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and every other prayer felt like request that I would like, could even think of bringing to the Lord felt dramatically less important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just this. So I think, I think I was confused. So if I'm thinking back to Ashley of 2000, um, 2008, 2009, probably even into 2010, that my son died in 2008, the end of 2008. I think I was really, I was so confused by who God was and why he had allowed this to happen um, that prayer felt really challenging. It felt challenging to go to him because now I didn't know, can I trust you? Can I like really open myself up to you and um, and believe that you're for my good? Like these are really hard questions that somebody who's grieving has to ask. Um, and like I said, it it you have to like relearn like, okay, what is it that I do believe about who God is? Like, Remind me of your character, God. Remind me that you're good. Remind me that you're near. Like those kinds of things would become my prayer. Um, I think prayer in grief looked a lot like honest, desperate prayers. Um, A lot of honest feelings. Um, There was a lot of silence. Um, I know that sounds like that sounds like the opposite of prayer, right? Like we have to use words for prayer. 
but there were moments where I'm just, I'm totally silent. I'm like, I, I know I need, I need God and I know I need to be in his presence, Mm -hmm. um, but I can't talk to you right now. It's like when you have a fight with your spouse (laughs) or somebody that you really care about and you're like, I'm, I'm here, but I'm really mad at you. And I don't know if I can talk to you right now. It's like, that's what it feels like. But it's like this intentional act of showing up and saying, okay, I'm just going to sit here for a second and hope that you speak something to my heart because I'm dying inside. Mm. Um, I had a really, really good friend um, years ago who said to me, it's okay to pray for the want to, to want to. Like, God, I don't want to pray to you because I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm disappointed, whatever those feelings are. P.S. You can say that to him because he already knows that you Mm. feel that way. Yeah. Um, Praying like, God, I I don't want to talk to you, but I want to want to. So give me the want to, to want to. Does that, yeah, that was like one of the most freeing things. Like, man, I can go to God that way. And so I would begin to go to God in that way. I wish someone would have told me um, that grief, you when you're in grief or when you're in seasons of just um, hard things like anxiety, um, when you're fighting fear or wrestling um, doubt, all of these things, that praying scripture can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like when you don't have any words to pray to God, pray his words back to him. And so specifically for me in grief, um, I have found the Psalms to be just so comforting. I'm actually reading through um, and kind of studying the Psalms. I have been for the last year. So yeah. every day I'm studying Psalms. I've been in Psalm 119 for weeks. <laughs> it's so <laughs> long um, and so wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I just, I praying the Psalms, if you are in a season of grief or or just hard life circumstances, praying the Psalms back to God is so helpful. So um, Psalms of Lament or um, specifically Psalm 130, Psalm 6, um, Psalm 77, I think brought me so much comfort because he says, um, where are you, God? Like, have you forgotten to be gracious? Like he's questioning God's character. And the reason why that's helpful to me is because it shows me that we can bring all of that junk to God. Like whatever we're feeling in those seasons of just whatever, deep sorrow, intense anxiety, um, doubt, worry, frustration, whatever it is, you can bring that to him um, and then watch him go to work on it. Like he doesn't want you to stay there. Right. Um, And I don't think that he, I don't believe that he, I mean, I'm proof that he doesn't, he brings healing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Through that. I read, uh, I think it's called Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering. That book is incredibly helpful. It's by um, Tim Keller. And he talks about um, what do you do? How how can you turn to God, this God who allowed this awful, tragic thing to happen to you? How do you do that? And he said, it. the difference in the way that like two different people can handle it is one will take all of those same feelings and turn away from God Mm. And the the true believer is going to take all those feelings and turn to God with them, mm-hmm. knowing that he's big enough to handle all of those. And so I think I think that that is just knowing that offers a lot of freedom because when you're grieving, it can just feel like everything that you've ever known to be true has been lost. Even prayer, because now pray, even prayer feels hard. Even you know, opening your Bible feels hard. And so, when that when you're in that season, it's okay to just like let's simplify this, and let's just bring all of that to to God in a really honest. Like the words that kept coming to mind when I was thinking about that season, and even in recent seasons of my life um, that weren't as obviously monumental as my son dying, but they were full of grief and sorrow nonetheless. Um, 
bringing being honest before God is is one is just so powerful, and I just want people to feel the freedom to do that and trust that He can heal heal you. He can like mend what has been broken, even if your circumstances don't change. Yeah, thank thank you so much for sharing all that. I think like that idea that we we go to God, you know, like with our hurts because He knows He knows it anyway. But also mm-hmm. we're we are showing him that we know he is the only one who can change that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, you know, it feels scary. Like, how can we talk to God like this? But he knows you're not gonna find correction or like, like your heart's not gonna be transformed out there. It's only gonna mm-hmm. be in his presence. And he's also, like you said, he's he's confident enough to know he is God and us you know, I don't want to say questioning, but us asking questions like David did, like, isn't going to shake his confidence or his power. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love everything you said, even the silence. Like, I think that's important to know that that is a big part of this too. And Mm -hmm. even when you were given the example with like, you know, if you get in a fight with your spouse, like there's something in us that knows, like, I'm not, I I know walking away is not the answer, but I still don't have anything to say or, you know, yeah. like I don't. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's all. I hope people um, who are feeling like they are at a loss of words will know that that silence is not, it's not scary. It's not like you're not praying, sitting in his presence and knowing I'm with God, even when it's hard is, is sometimes all we can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think too, it's important to know that um, I try to tell um, our our moms, the moms who are grieving, who come to they're not mine. <laughs> yeah, my mom, um, who come to the morning. Um, I think a lot of women who experience loss kind of can be ushered into kind of a season of a faith crisis mm-hmm. a lot of times, and I think it's important to know that a God isn't scared. He's not. He's not worried. He's not afraid. He's also not angry at you. I think it's um, Psalm 103. I might That might not be the correct reference, but it says, he knows your frame. He remembers that you are but dust. He, he knows everything about you. And he knows that you're walking through this season where it feels hard. So where it feels hard to come to him, where it feels hard because you can't wrap your mind around what he could possibly be doing. And um, he knows that you have questions and um, he isn't angry about that because it later in that passage, like he loves you. He's, he's compassionate towards you. Um, and I think if we know that, then that might change our posture and our desire to come to him mm. with all of this. Like he's not angry. He's not afraid. Um, and I think it's, a, it's helpful to, to hear somebody on the other side of this, not that I will ever not long for my son to be here, mm-hmm. right? Um, but to just be a few years down the journey to say, it won't always feel this way. There, it won't always feel like I don't want to talk to you right now. Um, and I know that because in the in the moment and in those early days, it can feel really, it can feel really scary for us. Like. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian home. I know I said I didn't see prayer modeled, but I was yeah. in church all the time. Like we were, I was taught, you know, the quote unquote right things. And I get to this point in my life where I'm like, I don't know if I want to believe in a God who would allow this to happen. Like you get to this, you're having this crisis of faith that feels so scary. And mm-hmm. so I just want to encourage yeah. someone listening that it won't feel like this forever. And so you just keep showing up, even if it's silent, even if it's praying. Um, I said praying the Psalms back to God, so praying His words back to Him is a really beautiful. But even um, I just had this conversation on my podcast. We were talking about lament and like what does it mean to lament, um, and talking about the value of singing. Like that, that can be a form of prayer. Like we call it worship, but like find some songs where you're like, I'm crying out to you, God. So using other people's words to Mm. pray to God when you don't feel like you have any words, 
find someone else's words. Another resource that I really love that might or might not be applicable always, but um, it's called it's a book called Every Moment Holy. And so they're like liturgies and prayers for like even the smallest moments, like a liturgy for making your coffee, <laughs> a liturgy for the sunset, like the most random things. But they have a volume two that's um, Every Moment Holy. Volume two is for like grief, death, and mourning. Oh, and wow. there yeah. are some really, really beautiful prayers. If you don't feel like you have words to pray, that might be a really good resource for you. But I just, my my biggest encouragement is even if, even if this season feels so hard, mm. keep showing up and whatever that looks like for you right now and know that it won't feel like this forever. Yeah. It won't even feel this like hard and heavy to like muster up the strength it takes to like say even a desperate prayer like, God, I can't do today without you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you shared that because I do think it's easy. I, I know I've personally even heard people who, you know, years and years and years after a tragedy, it can, you know, if they're like, it it doesn't change or if it, stay, it stays the same. Um, and the situation might feel as heavy, but like to know that your, your walk with the Lord, um, I'm just really glad that you were sharing that hope with people who might, who might, like you said, they are not able to see the light um, at the end of the tunnel of that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and yeah. I'd love to know if, if you know, whenever I think about like not having words just in, in harder seasons of my life, other people praying for me was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you feel like was, was helpful yeah. to you? Yeah. A hundred percent. In fact, when you, especially when you feel like you don't have the words or the capacity to pray for yourself, because like I said, it, you, you could be, not everyone experiences this, but a lot of people do when they're walking through like sudden tragedy, like grief mm -hmm. um, in the way that I did. You, you're experiencing this faith crisis and you don't know what to pray. Like, what am I even supposed to be praying? To know that someone else is praying is so, is re I can't, there aren't actually words for that. There, it is incredibly powerful. Um, I had a really, really good friend of mine who, um, she was, she was a lot younger than me at the time um, when my son died. And so we were in very different seasons of life and she she would like set a timer multiple times, like a, not a timer, an alarm, mm -hmm. multiple yeah. times throughout the night to wake up and pray for me because she knew that the nights wow. were the worst wow. for me. And so when I would wake up feeling like I don't know if I'm going to make it, um, I would know that Jenny was praying for me. Like I would know, like she, I know that she's lifting me up because I can't, I can't do this on my own. And so you know, it can be really challenging, especially in the Christian community. So be nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Christians, like, be compassionate towards those who are hurting and grieving. If they say crazy things, like, that feel off theologically, like, give them grace and space. Like, again, God isn't afraid. He is, he's got them. He's going to, like, bring them He's going to finish the good work he started in mm -hmm. them, right? Philippians tells us that he's going to finish that. So we don't have to be afraid. But often in the Christian community, as believers, we can kind of squash this, like, Go I don't into correction is, mode. Yeah. Like, yes. yes yeah. Like, this is an opportunity right. for me to correct you on this. Yes. Right. Oh, we can God. say things that are just not, maybe they're even true, but not necessarily helpful. Like, well, aren't you so, like, full of joy because your son's in heaven right now? No. I'm not <laughs> like, yeah. like the, those things aren't helpful. And, and what happens is that if that's the response we're getting from our Christian brothers and sisters, a grieving person is not going to feel like they can go to you mm -hmm. and tell you like, Hey, I, I am like, I cannot sleep because I am so afraid my living son is going to die. Like mm -hmm. those are, that was a very real, that was a very real oh. fear of mine. And so if I had thought that I was going to be judged for my lack of faith or my fear or any of those things that I was experiencing, I wouldn't have told Jenny that I really needed prayer. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And you, and it also feels like you would, 
you'd almost feel like, oh, well, this if this person is saying these like cliche things, then they don't really understand right. life at some, right. you know, to some degree. They don't understand how mm-hmm. how these this grief and this doubt and pain can mix with my faith. They mm-hmm. they're seeing it in a one dimensional way. So yeah, it almost yeah. I can totally, totally yeah. understand that. It, I know what I was going to say when I said it squashes. It squashes any desire <laughs> in the grieving person to bring their what they're going through to another believer and to like entrust that to them. It's mm-hmm. a big deal, like to tell somebody, "Hey, I don't know if I believe in God right now." Like that, like. Christians tend to freak out <laughs> when yeah. somebody comes to them with that kind of information instead of saying, my God is big enough and I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to pray for you. Even if you don't have the faith to believe right now, I'm going to pray for you. Like having that kind of response is just such a generous and gracious response. And um, so, yes, people praying for me I could like I could go on and on and on about the value of that, but if you know someone who's grieving, don't underestimate the value of praying for them and checking in. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm praying for you right now. I can only imagine what you're walking through. Is there something specific that I could be praying for? Um, that is like a really helpful kind of question because then if there's like something very specific that they're struggling with, you can that's like an easy way for a grieving person to let somebody else in on um, how they're doing and to receive kind of some support and, but prayer absolutely by others. Yeah. And it's not one of those things. Like I know we like just in the world, like as, as different things happen and the, the discounting of prayer, we know action can be taken too, but we never want to discount the power of that. And absolutely. um, The power the power of actually praying and like what God does with that, but also the way God, the way that person can feel love from God, knowing that his other kids are, have them on their hearts. That's a lot of pronoun. Like, um, mm-hmm. no, I, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, have you not ever experienced that moment where you're like, I, I was having a really hard night and somebody tells you after the fact, like, mm. Hey, God, God told me to pray for you. Like there is not, there's not much <laughs> like more powerful than that, because what it says is like God not just He not only saw you in your pain, but He let another believer know about it. Like He's that big and that powerful and that also intimate, that in like loving of yeah. you. Yeah, so I I love that. No, that that's happened to me a few times in the last few weeks. I have one or two friends who are very. <laughs> Uh, intuitive with that. Like they always seem to call the day after a really hard day or, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, Hey, the Lord just put me on your heart. And I, it, it really does let you know, God sees you. And even though you are feeling pain or frustration or whatever, um, he's, he's yeah. Working all these things, um, for your, absolutely. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, this has been so good. I know, um, I do, I, I pray that somebody was really encouraged today, um, in whatever season they are walking in. Um, and I'd love to like, um, first tell us where people can find you. Um, if they are, or, yeah, I was going to say if they are struggling, but yeah. If they aren't. <laughs> um, yeah. So my personal, like Ashley profit, um, you can find me on Instagram. I don't do much on there these days. But um, when I do, I feel like it's hope-filled and uh, prayerfully points to Jesus. Um, but that's just my name. So at Ashley Prophet, um, two E's, two F's, and two T's. <laughs> it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for for women who are in a season of grief after loss, um, you can find us at the morning, like M-O-R-N-I-N-G, the sun comes up in the morning. Joy will come in the morning. Um, that's what it that's where we got the name. So yeah. the morning.com. You can find everything there. Um and I would actually encourage you, if you love somebody who has experienced um mm-hmm. the loss of a baby, statistically most of us have. Like we know that the numbers are are really um high to the point where most people know somebody who's experienced the loss of a baby. Um, 
we have resources for you to to just how to love her better. And so um, you can find those at themorning.com um, as well. So um, yeah, come hang yeah, out with us. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a great resource because you're right. Everybody knows somebody who is going through that or has walked through that. So I think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would you mind closing us in prayer, Ashley? I, I would not mind. Um Yeah, let's pray. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for just the heart of this ministry and this podcast and um, just the desire to see our faith and our love for you grow through prayer, to see the power of it, to be changed by it. Um, God, I pray that you would do that even through um, the time that we've had together that you would encourage um, those who are in a season of grief. God, would you encourage them in their walk with you? Um, Would you remind them of truth? Um, And for those listening who are not in a season of grief, I pray that you would encourage them too, God, that you would bolster up their faith, that you would remind them of your goodness and the beauty and the power of prayer, that we get to, to talk to you, that we get to know you better, that we get to hear from you. Um, I pray that we would all be reminded that you hear us when we pray, that you are attentive, that you listen, that you care, that you are not annoyed by us, um, that you're not frustrated by us, that you genuinely love us so much and you desire for us to come to you with all things. And so I pray that that would just, just encourage us today to know that truth, God. And we just love you. Thank you again for this opportunity. Um, I pray that it would just be a blessing to those who listen. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Ashley. I really appreciate you being here. And um, yeah. Thank you so much. It was a joy. Yes. Thank you.